Hi everyone, we are back here again at the Gilberto Silva, the Invisible World Show. Once again, we have a fantastic topic to discuss. Me and my friend, Chin Chase from Stanitao. My friend, not been easy now when we have gone through this list we have today from the Ultimate 11. Now it's now we are going to talk about the, the guys up front. I don't know. I'm since. The last few days I've been thinking about it, how I was, I was going to make this list. I don't know what you have in mind because this has been disturbing for me to put the, the players in this list and uh, then we don't choose who is going to be in the list. Welcome, my friend. Welcome back. Good to have you again. All yeah, good. Thank you very much. Uh, do you know what? It's, it's been so stressful, this bit. Right from the start. I mean, we thought it was a good idea when we came up with it. But it's actually been, it's actually getting more and more stressful the further up the pitch you go. Like last week, we had the midfielders. The other day, we had the midfielders. And how do you choose them? And then uh, we've got a short list of about 15 players that we've got to try and get down to about six or seven. It's, I'm not sure it's been enjoyable. It's been interesting, but I'm not sure I've had that much fun. It's been really stressful. <laughs> the, good, the good things that we are not uh, choose them the reality as a manager because you have to do it as a manager. Uh, this would be so stressful and uh, I'm sure we would have a lot of uh, bad comments thrown at us because um, despite the fact we, we came out with a very good list of players but some of them as a good players they won't pass they represent a lot for football and uh, they stay out. It was hard for us to make the choice of uh, choosing the list we, we came out with. Yeah, it is. But I think, but, you know, I'm, I'm joking. Man. It's been really interesting hearing, because obviously I have my opinion from the UK and from watching things uh, about Ronaldinho and uh, Roberto Carlos, but hearing you talk about them as a someone who's played with them sometimes or what your perception from them from Brazil. It's been really interesting hearing your take on things. So, so yeah, so I, I am, I'm being a bit of an arsehole. Actually, I have enjoyed it. It's been really, really interesting. But here comes yeah. the most stressful bit, I think. So. This is going to be hard, you know. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't choose so many players, you know, to choose the last three positions because otherwise it would be even worse to, <laughs> to make the decision. Yeah. But uh, the least we came here is the six players now, few of them from the past, and uh, as we're going to mention a few seconds, and uh, some others, especially from our generation, uh, more recently. And um, we, we came out with a list of uh, fantastic players, you know, what they have done for, for Brazil, Brazil football, and for the, for the world of football is something very special, very unique. That's why they. They're still a legend in the world of football. And my idols, I, I guess the idols of uh, many, many football fans around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, then, just tell us, tell us, tell us. So well, then, my friend, with the least we are dream, every, every manager would dream to have in the team, but for sure to give him a good headache to choose who was going to play. Yeah, exactly. So who are we going with first? Who's the first choice for forward? 
Well, the first choice for me is, is Pelé, because when you talk about Pelé, you talk about the king of football, you know, nominate the king for everything he has done for football, in football, something unique on in the time he played football. And um, when I worked with uh, Carlos Alberto Barreira, one thing he mentioned about him was, um, you know, his passion for football, for the game, the way he prepares for every game, the importance he gave to each of them. And uh, his preparation was something you know, very, very important for him. Another, another aspect that he mentioned about him was his physicality. He was very strong on his leg, his power, you know, but also his intelligence. Mm -hmm. Before he gets the ball, you know, he seems like he was far, far away from every player who tried to stop him. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this was something that made him so special in the time that where, you know, the, the, the fitness training was on a different uh, way compared to nowadays, you know, we are talking about, I don't know, more than 15 years ago. Yeah, and the nutrition and, uh, plan, I guess, as well. I guess they ate what they wanted to. Exactly, exactly. And everything was totally different, you know. And um, on that time, things he, he did was uh, very important, but amazing the way he did, you know, having he, the ability of uh, dealing with uh, different aspects and uh, less condition uh, to have uh, like uh, a long career. Mm. I guess he wasn't protected either, right? The, the, the referees didn't protect him because I guess because he was so so skillful that the defenders just wanted to chop him down. I remember exactly. a clip. I can't remember who he was playing against, but it was in a World Cup and he was just hacked all the time. Maybe not even wearing any shin pads either, right? Yeah, yeah. At that time, you know, the things were, were totally different. They didn't have, like, good protection from the referees. And um, he was very smart. You know, he would get some, from some clips I've seen from here, you'd get some, uh, some sticks from the defenders. <laughs> he would not stay quiet. He was smart. He knew the time to do things, you know, without um, cause a problem for himself. He was smart on this I guess you'll be one of the people kicking him, right? Not really, because, <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know, probably <laughs> a few times, but, uh, you know, I guess uh, on his position, despite the fact that the other, other opponents would play against him and uh, would be, uh, would understand that it would be hard to, to stop him, but for many of them, they would res they respect him a lot, I guess. You know, it seems like, um, for example, two, two times I played against Ronaldo, uh, Zidane, and other big names, you know, Pirlo, some others, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Even though you know that uh, on the field, they are going to give you a lot of trouble, but they are kind of respect. But of course, depends who you play against. They don't care, they don't give a shit. They just want to get the ball, stop you. Doesn't matter how they do it. They just want to do that job. See that one moment, don't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, if for somebody, okay, I don't care who I'm playing against, I have to stop them. I don't care how I do this. Of course, they, will, you know, who is marking this, this kind of player will do everything to stop them, do what they know, how to do it best. Yeah.
exactly. So, best player ever, do you think? Yes, yeah. no doubt for me. Yeah. That's why he's called the king. True, true. For, no, for some reason, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so, Pele's first nomination. Second, Pele. second, I mean, these names that we've got on this list are ridiculous. Second name. Second, second name is Garincha. Oh my God. Garincha is, um, wow. Uh, it, it's so, it's, I feel sometimes so guilty of not seeing these players, you know, play in the real life, you know, because I, from a different generation. Mm. But watching many videos of him was something, wow, amazing what he did, you know, because. Yes, there are many, many people saying this, saying this. And because he was like a right winger, but he was very skillful. He could beat any opponent because he could dribble one, two, three, and prepared, you know, for somebody else for the goal. And um, I think this was um, uh, make, made him, you know, so special. Seems like, you know, from his time, you know, from my perception, it starts something that uh, later on, Brazilian football was called like Joga Bonito. Now, when they started to say that this Joga Bonito was like back in 2005, 2006, if I'm not wrong, in Germany when we won, uh, Brazil won the, the Federations Cup and before the World Cup 2006 in Germany. They start to say this Joga Bonito because we had a very good team and play very nice football. What does Joga Bonito mean? Uh, Joga Bonito is play well, play nice, play, play beautiful. Okay. You know, it's like um, you know, it's like um, some some people say, for example, Barcelona Tic Taca, Joga Bonito, beautiful game. And um, but you know, in this this when they start this, you know, say Joga Bonito, you know, beautiful game. But um, when you come. Uh, when we go back in time, you know, this time of Garincha, where they didn't have a good infrastructure, a good, you know, the, the, the coaching training was on a different philosophy, the, the fitness aspect, you know, the nutrition, everything was totally different from the last few years. Mm. You know, the, what they have done, you know, what they, they start, you know, it's beautiful when I look at it, when I look at these videos. It, it, it is, they do, they just look almost like ballerinas. They look grace, so graceful Yeah. when they're playing it. It's, it is just something to like, behold and just be like, watch with adoring eyes. You know, it's really hard to describe, but it just looks like they have so much. These players that, like the two of the players you described, they always look like they have time. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? They have lots of time. And we can say the names you said before, Zidane, Ronaldinho. Ronaldo, they always look like they have so much time on the ball. And we've got to remember that they're playing against the best players in the world. Right? So it's not only impressive that they're doing this, and they normally have a football, but they're doing this against the best defenders, against the best midfielders. It's, uh, yeah. it, you know, it's at a high level. And it, it's just, it is, uh, there's, no, there's uh, we spoke about it last time, there's a goal where it passed, went from the back, passed it to the right, then to the left, and it finished with a sort of half volley. And, he, and I don't think any of them got in, started running at any point. They just kind of put the foot on the ball, rolled it to the next player. Next player is just beautiful, beautiful football. And what yeah, the game was all about, really. 
You know, one thing, one aspect very interesting of him because I think he, he had his leg a bit curved and one of them was shorter than the other. Yeah. And, um, but, he, you know, when I look, you know, when I, I look at his, his pictures, you know, uh, it seems like uh, very, very strong on his body. Not very tall, but I see the size of his leg was quite powerful. Very strong. Exactly, very similar, you know, from that time or something, you know, we can relate to yeah. Roberto Carlos nowadays. Yeah. But uh, it was amazing, you know, when I, well, before I knew who Garincha was, you know, growing up as a kid, when I looked at his video, it was something amazing. Looking the way he passed, you know, just many times, just move his body, leave the ball and uh, the opponents follow him and he come back, get the ball. He does it again, you know, and uh, the, the opponent did the same from the first time. And um, then, you know, he could easily, easily beat one, two, three opponents at a time. You know, it was beautiful the way he, he did that. It's like when you're playing at school in the playground and you got one player who's better than everybody else. You just go, just give him the ball, just give him the ball. It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd almost make fun of people. Yeah, it was, it was uh, effortless, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two big names to start. So, who's... Two big names. Two big who's names. number three? Oh, my God. Let's go. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo was... We um, played with this guy, so... Exactly. Ronaldo is... Ronaldo is one, you know, he's a special guy, in my opinion, very, very special guy, you know, for all things he has gone through. Now, I remember him uh, before the 2002 World Cup, and um, he, he was there uh, fighting to be in squad because he had a very bad surgery, uh, playing for Inter Milan. And um, for many, many doctors, many people, they thought that he would never play football again. How serious was his injury? Mm -hmm. And uh, he proved people were wrong because he believed in himself. He was very faithful, him, his mom. Now I've seen him being at Vatican with Paul. Yeah. You know, for something he really believed about religion, I guess. And but he was there, you know, and uh, praying and believed that he could be there. But so one aspect very important being together with him uh, for the preparation when we were selected to, uh, to the World Cup for the World Cup is the effort he made he made to to recover to do a proper rehabilitation mm -hmm. because at that time it was not so easy for Scolari as a manager because many many people. Uh, journalists were asking to for the scholar to bring Romario. Yeah. And Romario in '94 he was like the god uh, for the World Cup for Brazil especially. He did something marvelous, unbelievable. And um, what the time was different, and uh, many people want Romario back. And the scholar decided to not take him and believe that Ronaldo, Ronaldo could be fit for, for, the, for the competition was probably a big, big risk, but uh, he did what he believed and Ronaldo was amazing in the approach he got, you know, took the responsibility of um, having 
uh, to follow all the recommendations for the, his rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. what, what was his plan? Did he win the Golden Boot? Yes. Yeah, well, there you yeah. Go. It shows he was right. It shows uh, Big Phil was right. Yeah, he was top scorer. You know? I think he scored seven goals, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were there. You should know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what, was, what was his personality like? What was Ronaldo like as a person? Very nice. Very nice person. He's, uh, he sometimes relaxed he, or he's relaxed. Or? He's very relaxed. He's very relaxed. Sometimes he's, he's funny. You know, sometimes he's like, he's, he's, he's not like, hello, Ching, how are you, my friend? Okay. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's funny, you know, he likes to, to make jokes with everyone, you know, many times with me. He was very nice with me as well. And uh, with that, guys make fun of the time. Sometimes complain about, you know, the, <laughs> uh, some training session. I remember once uh, we were after the training session <laughs> that uh, uh, Scolari wants to make uh, to train some free kicks. I think I told you. This. Yeah, I think you said last. Yeah. yeah. But, but then he was pissing off, you know, because we had to stay the wall, not like the the artificial wall. And mannequins, yeah. Uh, the mannequins, we didn't have the, the mannequins, and we were there, but Ronaldo was in the wall complaining. But because Roberto Carlos was taking the free kicks and the hitting very hard, and until Scolari threw him away from the, the last minutes of the training session, I'll go to the training, to the dressing room. Wait, but to be uh, fair, if you got your star player in the wall, if you knocked him out, and he was recovering from an injury, you don't want to put no good idea. Sorry, Ronaldo's been dropped from the World Cup final because Roberto Carlos knocked him out with the free kick. It's not really an ideal scenario, is it? Exactly, exactly. But um, you know, he, he was very special. He, he is a special person, special guy, special player, as everyone knows. And um, he was also very smart for the final. Um, I mentioned this with you. Yes, I mentioned this in the podcast before we have done about uh, the final because um, uh, because in 1998 in France he got a problem of concussion uh, the, the night before the game I think hours before the game and um, he was scared of having the same problem or understood for what I listened to him and uh, did that stay awake with him, play like golf in the corridor of the hotel, awake, you know, because he didn't want to sleep, mm. think that he could have the, the, the same problem from four years before. And, um, you know, some important details that people don't really know that maybe probably Jida was very important for the final, despite yeah. the fact he didn't play the game. Yeah. Now, He's stay with Ronaldo. Be with him, talking to him, make him feel relaxed for the next day. Nice. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you, what do you think about his haircut? It's nice, huh? Uh, it's, it's kind of similar to mine at the moment. I think, you can do, I think you can do the same. So now we'll have to do a bet with the loser has to get Renato. <laughs> yes, let's, start. let's do this. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you lose, you're going to enjoy Nah, I don't know if you'll lose, you're going to enjoy it. Um, you've got a bigger social media following than me. More people will see yeah. it. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and you say he's the best player you've ever played with, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just so powerful. Sure. He could seem, seem like he could do whatever he wanted to. So easy. Looks so easy for him. So easy. But um, not only powerful, very intelligent mm. on the field. Very intelligent. He could anticipate every player. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, so, so far we've had Pele, Garincha and Ronaldo. Who's number four? Number four. Uh, Romario. 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 Well, Romario, you know, I, I, when um, you think about uh, World Cup in 94, you know, the things he has done, it's amazing, you know. See, think about him beginning his career at Flamengo, Vasco da Gama, for the Brazilians especially, but also for Barcelona, it's something amazing. You now, he was, um, for me, Inside the box, he was the best striker I ever seen. Yeah. Best finisher I ever seen. I never seen somebody like him. He was very intelligent, very smart. He could position well. He was not very tall. But uh, on the short sprint, he was very fast, very strong, you know, to make the definition of the situation. Put the players off his side and try to score. These guys you know, uh, always you know, looked to the goal. They, they were hunger to score goal. They were compulsive, you know. Yeah, if they didn't score, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't score, they would be pissed off they, to themselves, pissed off with the other teammates because somebody did not pass the ball. Yeah, someone else's fault. And uh, Romario got a very strong personality as well. I remember I once we, we spoke about him in the podcast, mention about uh, his time at Barcelona yeah. with Cruyff because he wants to go back to Brazil to play Carnival mm -hmm. you know, and Carnival is a big party in Brazil you know and, uh, that's an understatement it's a very big party in Brazil very big party in Brazil <laughs> normally yeah normally in February and Rio de Janeiro is very famous he's from Rio de Janeiro you know it means a lot for, for, for them yeah. and um, he asked Cruyff he could go to Carnival, and uh, he said that if he, he scored two goals, he could go in that game. I don't remember the, the opponent, but anyway, in the game, he, he scored, you know, I think after 30 minutes, he already scored the second goal. He started to, to look to the bench and mention to, to cry, change. So, what change? Yeah. <laughs> you know, put another player. You know, and uh, he went to the dressing room, uh, fast, and start to have a shower. And uh, I think Ronald came, came to him, and I asked what he was doing. I said, "Well, what are you doing? Having a shower? Why?" He said, "I don't know. You are going to go back to the game and play the second half. I'm going to Brazil." <laughs> Yeah, because I scored two goals. I've got a flight to catch in 10 minutes. Exactly. And this is what he did. Was agreed by the manager. And after, <laughs> what Cruyff could say to him was, yeah. was hard. Oh, he did his job. Two goals. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, See you in a few days. Exactly. Well, I saw this online months ago and I sent you a message saying, is this true? And you read it back. You wrote, all you wrote back was, this is Romario. This is 100% true. Yeah. Because, you know, when... Uh, you really wanted we, to go to the carnival. <laughs> exactly. Because when I told you, you know, 
when you speak about it for some some people, they they cannot believe this this story is true, you know. And uh, when you message me, I was glad that you you had this because uh, then you have the the story I told you, and you see some things that you could. Uh, when you told me, oh, this is true. Ask me again. I said, this reminds me. This reminds me about him, his personality. Now he got a very strong personality. Mm. But you know, to come back to the player, for me, he was amazing. It was amazing things he has done in a short space of uh, on the field. I never seen any other player do the same as he did. Mm. So the first memory of a World Cup I have is uh, World Cup '90 in Italy. Uh, and I was 10, no, nine at the time. Uh, and England did okay. Uh, and I, Paul Gascoigne cried. Obviously, he got the second yellow card against uh, West Germany, I think it was at the time. Um, that's my first memory of the World Cup. The second memory I have is uh, 94. And I remember being blown away by Romario. And he was the first kind of, not experience, but maybe is the wrong word, but maybe uh, the first time I became aware of Brazilian football and Brazilian footballers. And I was just... Absol- I was 13 and I remember just being absolutely blown away by this guy, Romario and uh, Bebeto. I, was being, I just remember them going, I, 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 just, I was just awestruck with them as footballers. Because uh, before then, my hero was like Gary Lineker, uh, Paul Gascoigne, uh, Brian Robson and things like this. And I saw them and they were like skillful and powerful, graceful and just with just another level above what, what I, my picture my heroes were uh, yeah and so Romario uh, kind of made me aware of Brazilian footballers and since then I've just, they've just been spectacular so yeah um, uh, Romario would definitely get my vote but in fact all of them would get my vote I don't know how we're going to manage this <laughs> me neither yeah. me neither so yeah so Mario and a great character as well because it's good to have yeah. on the bus Romario wouldn't he and, the, and when we win, when we win the World Cup it would be good to have for the party so, um, who's player number, what's that, five? Player number five? Number five, Bebeto. Bebeto was uh, the partner of Romario. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He did the, yeah. Uh, ba- the baby celebration, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. exactly. This was uh, Scotland? Mm, yeah. No, no, United States. It was USA. Oh, it was against USA. Mm. I was not there. You cannot blame me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bebeto was uh, partner of, of Romario, '94, and uh, both of them was was amazing. And Bebeto, you know, like Romario, is not a big guy, but very intelligent, very smart. You know, he he did know very well how to position himself. You know, he was quite skillful way you know very unique of him when get the ball from the side the play stop in front of him you know because he was not he was quite skinny you know he got uh, quite a disadvantage you know to to make a confrontation mm-hmm. uh, with the, the defenders but he could pass some of the players you know just get the ball inside you know dribble on a very short space and pass back and move to get the ball back Mm-hmm. And he was very important, you know, the partnership between him and Romario for 94 was something amazing, very unique. And uh, they did a great job. It was really nice, you know, growing up watching these players. Because uh, back, you know, in his club, played for Flamengo, he did amazing things. And then to La Coruña, 
uh, fantastic. And uh, now very solid memory for all of us, you know, football, love football, follow Brazil uh, football in the last few years, you know, the, the, the national team. Uh, I remember Bebeto played together with Romário a very special way. And he was very special, very unique, the way his style and his ability, his intelligence, and, uh, and so on. That's why I think the partnership works so well. One complement the other. Natural chemistry. Exactly. Very natural. Very, very natural. Amazing. It's great. So if the uh, listeners can hear a weird noise, that's my dog snoring. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> she's fast asleep down here hiding from the baby. Um, so, yeah, so I completely agree with you. As I said when I was talking about Romario, you can't, you can't talk about Romario without talking about Bebeto. Yeah, you know, it's like... Um, you know, it's like when you think about a um, couple of singers when they, they have a duo or, you know, other... For example, back in... We spoke before about uh, Pelé and Garincha. You know, sometimes it's, it's impossible to uh, speak about Pelé without mentioning Garincha, vice versa. You know, Romario and Bebeto is, is very similar. You know, uh, think about national team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Netflix documentary about um, Michael Jordan. Uh, Not said, yet. Yeah, mate, you had to watch it. It's unbelievable. Uh, and Michael, on one of the first episodes, Michael Jordan said, "You can't talk about Michael Jordan without talking about Scottie Pippen." Yeah, so it's kind of, kind of kind of similar, kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you, so yeah, I guess down to the sixth and final nomination. Nice Here we go. The, the, the final one, I put Adriano. Okay. I put Adriano. Adriano, despite the fact we haven't played so much together in, in the national team, and, but I put him because um, um, I, I remember when he started Flamengo, so powerful. Mm. The way he, he brought you know, a different style for the Brazilian strikers. Because um, the Brazilian strikers, they were very well known because they were very skillful and they could pass one, beat one, two, three players, score goals, something like this. And Adriano, he could do this, but one aspect very, very clear of him was uh, his size and, uh, and how powerful he, he was on his, his body. Was his tall very powerful, very strong physically, even though when he was young, very hard you know, for the opponents to, 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 to beat him, to get a ball of him, away from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the national team, I remember him, I think back in 2003, he was very important for, for the national team. He scored the, the collision goal against Argentina in the, the Copa America, the final of the Copa America at Peru. Mm-hmm. This goal, uh, you know, brought the, the, the final two to the penalty shoot, shoot out, and uh, gave an opportunity to Brazil to win against Argentina, to beat Argentina in the final in 2003. And uh, I think he was the, you know, the, main, the main guy of the competition. Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. I was not there on the, this time, but I had an opportunity to be together with him in 2005 in the Confederations Cup in Germany. He was outstanding. He was unbelievable. 
the way he played, the way he managed the game, the way he destroyed opponents, if, uh, seems so easy for him. Mm. Now I look, he played the final against Argentina. Wow. It's like you are, play, you are doing PlayStation. You know? And um, it's amazing. So easy. Beat the guys, you know. Fight with them, with his size, you know. Very strong. Beat them was something very, very, very special. Mm. Didn't he, did he get a bad injury or something? Because his career, I remember his career being quite short in the end, wasn't it? In the end, it was quite short. He had like um, one injury. I think he, he had his Achilles done, mm -hmm. which was not so, not so good. He was already playing Brazil. But, you know, after mentioning this from, from, let's say, 2005 Competitions Cup, he was the, the main man of, uh, of the competition. He won the, the, the best player of the competition. Well, I think the, he was the top scorer as well. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I think, quite hard for him not, not have chance one year late in the World Cup in Germany because he had in front of him Ronaldo, <laughs> another big, big guy in front of him. And... Um, but then, after a few years um, of this, he came back to Brazil and played for Corinthians. Then he had this injury, which was quite hard for, hard for him. But as a player, he was amazing. Really nice guy as well. Yeah. You know, and people, many times they asked me because they have seen something about him, you know, and some bad comments, some other things, some other aspects. Yeah. People relate that... Uh, Oh, he always asked me, oh, he, is he a nice guy? Mm -hmm. I always told, told people, you know, he's a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. you know, if you had a chance and opportunity to speak to him, you can, you can see how nice he person he is. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, he was, almost, he was a bit similar to Ronaldo in terms of his power and the way he just not necessarily went past players, but went through players. Yeah. No, he was... Uh, was you know, unbelievable. He could fight to, to, against two players together, hold them with his body because he was told, mm -hmm. you know, the size of his body, you know, massive. You know, he could fight. He was not scared. He was not afraid to fight to any of the guys. I remember playing the final against Argentina. And um, one interesting story about this game, particularly, I, I was not, uh, you know, future they started on 11, I was on the bench by the time. But I know the, the players we had in this squad in 2005, um, competition was amazing. Sometimes it's ridiculous when you say about their names, how good they were, how good this squad was. But um, in the last training session, um, when we arrived in the stadium of the final, uh, we were arriving with the bus. The Argentinian players were, were leaving the yeah. stadium. We crossed each other, right. you know, on the road. I remember that uh, they started to make some bad gesture, something like this, you know. I don't want to mention what kind yeah. uh, they were. But I remember Carlos Tevez just put his, uh, his shorts down and show his bump to us. My friend, 
this was not a good idea of him because uh, this kind of gave us a, a real motivation for the next day. And everyone just looked at, uh, to each other and said, okay, let's leave for tomorrow. Tomorrow we show him um, how to play the final. Mm -hmm. And uh, the story was it. The next yes, day, I think 4-1. I think Adrian scored two goals, I think. Nice. This is the extra motivation you needed. Extra. Well, they gave us. They gave it to us. Well, well Carlos Tevez was uh, oh, Yeah, although um, for us here in Brazil, play against Argentina, it's always an extra motivation because the rivalry, you know how it is. And, um, but having these in, this, in between this rivalry for us was something, uh, you know, more than special. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could see the commitment. If you watch the game again, you see the commitment of the players. The, you know, the, the enthusiasm they were playing this game. You know, the, you know, the, the fight spirit was something unique. And Adriano was there, you know, fighting against all the defenders. You know, and scored two, two beautiful goals. So the first, the, yeah. so this is 2005 Federations Cup final. Exactly. If right, you I'll watch, watch on YouTube it, later. Yeah, have a look. His first goal, the way he beat, he got the ball. He beat, um, I think, Colocini, one of the strikers. I don't remember right now. He beat them and scored from outside the box. You know, a really hard shot. See, compare. You could compare. You know, uh, like Roberto Carlos shooting okay. to go on goal. You know, it's, it's amazing. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. It was very important. You know, this is the list of uh, these six players up front. You know, we have let people choose. And after all this, we are going to very soon release our list. I don't know what I'm going to do with my list because it's been a nightmare choosing this, these players because of the difficulty to choose them. But it's been amazing. It's been amazing how we have been selecting these players, talk about, you know, come back to the past a little bit and talk about them, how good they were for their clubs, national team, for the football itself. For me, you know, as a Brazilian, growing up, watching these players, listening to their stories, watch their clips, so anytime, you know, sometimes I, I got myself, you know, watch some videos, it's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I think I'm just going to get rid of all my defenders and put all six in. <laughs> I, don't want, I, don't want, I don't want to have any defenders. No, exactly. Uh, so, to recap, we have Pele, Garincha, Ronaldo, Romario, Bebeto, and Adriano. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you choose them that lot. I don't know how you're going to choose, but let's see. I think it would be good to, to, to have, uh, again, you know, the opinion of, opinion of the public. Mm -hmm. It would be amazing to have this. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Awesome. Yes. Fantastic, my friend. Well, once again, you know, it's great to, to be with you, uh, talk about, you know, the Ultimate 11. It always was hard, very enjoyable. Thank you very much, my friend. Great talk to you once again. And let's see what will come out let's see, you know, we'll after all oh, this list. Yeah, be great. Next, next one we do will be the starting <clears throat> 11. Exactly. All the best to you, my friend. Take care, mate. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Take care.